The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. Tonight we have an incredible show, but we have to talk about what's going on on TikTok. That's right, a whole TikTok army of TikTokers, I don't know if that's redundant or not, are now praising Osama bin Laden as being right when it comes to the terror attacks on 9-11. Well, guys, you guys are smoking crack. Osama bin Laden is a bad guy. Yes, he might have been a CIA asset, and yes, we might have funded him and created the Mujahideen, but trust me, Osama bin Laden is a bad dude. And yes, when he killed him, did they give us his body? Did they just throw it in the ocean and we have no proof that he actually died? Yes, all that is true. But that is neither here nor there. What is most important is that Osama bin Laden is bad. He's very bad. So why don't you react to this, you dumb TikTokers? We have a great show for you this evening with Dinesh D'Souza. So stay tuned. Primetime 99, Alex Stein is about to go wild, just like a bad stepchild. I'm so fly, I'm aligned with the planes. My grind's so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alejandro Stein, and we got a great show as usual planned for you this evening. But before we get into all the, uh, you know, uh, I guess things that we have planned, I want to really talk with my man right here. You guys know him as Big Nasty. I call him Tiny. How you doing, Tiny? Doing lovely. Thanks for having me. And... I really appreciate you coming here and sitting with me tonight. You're dressed well. I know this is the holiday season, Thanksgiving. We had the potluck. So I just feel, you feel like family when you're here next to me. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I feel the same way. Well, we have a lot to talk about. I don't know if you saw this, but there's a whole group of TikTokers now that have created a new narrative that Osama bin Laden was actually the good guy. Oh, really? Yes. Can you believe that? Yeah. Can I see that clip? Do we have the clip, Jimmy? Uh, we yeah we have the compilation. Yeah, it's let's a sought one. Should we just start with that and just yeah, go let's dive just do it. It's like right a minute now. long. It's all the worst takes on Bin Laden on TikTok. Okay, well, why don't we? My voice just wants to <laughs> and actually, before you even read the letter, I did want to mention in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. So please keep that in mind when reading the letter. Um, we really need to stop paying taxes because they ain't doing nothing but messing up everybody else and, and America is the bully. And it's sad because they have brainwashed us to think that we was the best country in the plan on the planet. When in reality, we're the worst fucking country in the planet. It is just insane because this letter is so well written and so reasonably structured um, in an argument. Like you got to present your findings. You got to, you know, you got to state your cause. Well, those are some really dumb people. And I'm not very smart myself, so I'm not just throwing, uh, you know, stones while I live in a glass house. But... Were you able to hear any of that, or is your IFB not working? 
Yeah, I was able to hear it. What, how, what, is, what did you think about some of those responses? Just crazy people. That's it? Just real crazy people. Do man. you like Osama Bin Laden? He's one of my role models, man. Osama is oh. one of your role models? I love his ass, man. I think he's off the chain. Hey, <laughs> Jimmy, you didn't tell me Tiny is an Osama Bin Laden lover. Why didn't you tell me this, Jimmy? Oh, he has a full Bin Laden TikTok account. He actually started this movement. Oh, my gosh, Tiny, the things I don't know about you, man. I learn something new about you every single day. Well, there's a lot of young people on the Internet sympathizing with Osama Bin Laden, and I'd like to make this point. I made it earlier today on Sarah Gonzalez's show, but it's, it's quite insane that Kanye West was canceled not that long ago for saying exactly what all of these Palestinian protesters are saying. I mean, literally, the anti-Semitism, the hate... I'm not going to sit here and play a victim or anything like that, but it's absolutely absurd to see the mainstream media or I guess the lamestream media kind of ingratiate themselves with uh, the Palestinian protesters that are saying some very uh, horrible stuff. So, Tiny, what do you think about the conflict in the Middle East? Just crazy right now. I mean, you hate to see innocent kids and people getting killed and stuff like that. I feel bad for them. Hospital being shut down. They can't take care of you know, people are ill and sick. It's very unfortunate over there. So I'm just blessed I don't have to deal with that here. I know. Isn't that nice being in Dallas, Texas? We can just go right to McDonald's, yeah. get a hamburger, go to, <laughs> I mean, we can go get a Chick-fil-A, chicken sandwich with Chick-fil-A sauce, waffle fries. Do you think they're eating waffle fries in the Gaza Strip right now? Oh, hell yeah. They tearing them up. No. You think they're oh, eating? man, they love they a lot of waffle fries. You're serious? They have waffle fries in Gaza? Hey, man, they, they mailed me some the other day. I got them yesterday. What, Jimmy? What, Jimmy, I'm learning something new about Tiny every second of this episode. I also liked how he has a more nuanced take on Palestine and Israel than 99% of the people online. And how did we find him again? Is he a professional commentator or... Was he responded to a Craigslist? He's a ad? professional actor, is what he oh, is. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Excuse so he can me. comment. He can, uh, yeah. He's probably, it was a compliment. He did, I'm sorry, he didn't go to Princeton. I'm sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> he didn't get to Princeton. No, he's not qualified to speak on the conflict in the Middle East. <laughs> Shut up, Jimmy. This guy knows more than you'll ever freaking know. He's forgot more than you'll ever know. What do you think about Ivy League guys that you know always brag about how they went to Princeton and then they you know celebrate how well they did in gay conversion therapy? Oh, man, those guys there, man, they're ridiculous, man. People like Jimmy, man, I don't know if they on dope or dog food, man. Ah! Golly, those guys are crazy, man. And Jimmy actually was on dope the other day. Jimmy, you remember when you took all those Delta 9 gummies and you kind of had a meltdown? Yeah, it was pretty bad. I was very outer space. My face was just like the what whole you, episode. What would you do if your top, your top producer... The guy that you depend on the most, Tiny, was just smacked out on synthetic marijuana when they were supposed to do their job. Just fire his ass. I've been trying to fire his ass. Hey, hey uh, George, can you take the camera? No, we wanted to keep it on you because we like making fun of you, Jimmy, because you're all smacked out on Delta 9. So, oh, should we get to these Hillary videos when we have Dinesh? Because these videos are pretty shocking. Or I guess, why don't we play one and then potentially we need to play it again when we talk to Dinesh. Is that possible, Jimmy? I believe so. Okay, let's play this crazy video, and let me give it some context. So now we're going to play a video talking about how Osama bin Laden was created. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a movie called Charlie Wilson's War that talks about how we actually funded the original Taliban. They were called the Mujahideen. And the reason we did that is because they were in a war with the Soviet Union. And America felt that it was our job or our duty to fight against the Soviets through proxy, similar to what's happening in the Ukraine, and fund these uh, quote-unquote terrorists or the Mujahideen. 
And Osama bin Laden came from this training, from the Stinger missiles that we gave them, from all the military uh, secrets we gave them. Osama bin Laden actually was a CIA asset and was uh, supposedly keen and uh, in all of these meetings. And then he also shortly thereafter became the biggest uh, villain in the world, rightfully so. But we're going to play this clip of Hillary Clinton talking about how America actually created the monster that we fought in the Middle East for so long. Did the U.S. create Al-Qaeda? Let's remember here, the people we are fighting today, we funded 20 years ago. And we did it because we were locked in this struggle with the Soviet Union. They invaded Afghanistan, and we did not want to see them control Central Asia. And we went to work. And it was President Reagan, in partnership with the Congress, um, led by Democrats, who said, you know what, sounds like a pretty good idea. Let's deal with the ISI and the Pakistani military, and let's go recruit these Mujahideen. And that's great. Let's get some to come from Saudi Arabia and other places, importing their Wahhabi brand of Islam so that we can go beat the Soviet Union. And guess what? They retreated. They lost billions of dollars, and it led to the collapse of the Soviet Union. So there's a, a very strong argument, which is wasn't a bad investment to end the Soviet Union, but let's be careful what we sow because we will harvest. So we then left Pakistan. We said, okay, fine, you deal with the stingers that we've left all over your country. You deal with the mines that are along the border. And by the way, we don't want to have anything to do with you. In fact, we're sanctioning you. So we stopped dealing with the Pakistani military and with ISI, and we now are making up for a lot of lost time. We're building a relationship that just did not exist. I said in our last trip when you were with me that we had a huge trust deficit, in part because the United States had, to be, to be fair, we had helped to create the problem we're now fighting. How? Because when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, we had this brilliant idea that we were going to come to Pakistan and create a force of Mujahideen, equip them with Stinger missiles and everything else to go after the Soviets inside Afghanistan. And we were successful. The Soviets left Afghanistan and then we said, great, goodbye, leaving these trained people who were fanatical in Afghanistan and Pakistan, leaving them well armed, creating a... What do you think about that, Tony? It's crazy, man. Crazy. Did you know that we created Al-Qaeda? Oh, yeah, I did know that. <laughs> I was happy as hell, man. What? You were happy that we created Al-Qaeda? Yeah, man, we needed some weapons. We needed some training. Are you Middle Eastern or that you're African-American? Yeah, but I'm, a, I'm mixed, man. Oh, wow. My father from the Middle East, and my mom is uh, African-American. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now I know why you're getting those French fries from Gaza. I can't believe you're getting waffle fries from Gaza. So on a serious note, though, when you watch that video, you hear it straight from the horse's mouth, Hillary Clinton or the devil's mouth, whatever you want to call it. She talks about how we funded these people and how Osama bin Laden obviously is a bad guy, but a lot of his training came from the training that we gave them. So it's kind of weird that we created this monster that caused the terror attacks on 9-11. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a... Uh... It's awesome. I thought it was great. It's awesome? I think it's great, man. I think it's great, man. You're a controversial guest. Yeah, man. I, I sure am, man. 
He's one of our most controversial guests we've ever had, Jimmy. I really love the cut of his jib this evening. He's really bringing the – you're bringing your A game. I like I'm telling you, man, I'm a big Osama Bin Laden fan. Wait, get him on camera saying that? Say that one more time. I'm a big Osama Bin Laden fan. That's my role model, man. I'm telling you. I want to be just like him. Crazy as hell. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're not far off. You're on your way. But you wouldn't want to live in a cave. Why not? I've been living in a cage all my life, man. You didn't know that? <laughs> really? Yeah, man. Shit, where you at? Where you been, man? I know you've had a tough struggle, but I didn't realize that you came from, you know, that bad of a background. Oh, man, I come from a bad background, man. I tell you, man, I really had it hard. Yes. Until Obama sent Laden saved me. Wow, Osama really bin Laden saved you. Save me. These TikTokers are going crazy. Do we, do we need to create a, a, a big nasty TikTok page. He's going to go viral with these hot takes. Well, I told you, he started this movement on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you actually have the TikToks. Well, I'm learning new stuff that I didn't ever know. I, th I met you off Craigslist. I thought you were just a normal actor. I didn't realize that you're so pro-Palestine, that you're so pro-Osama bin Laden. I'm really liking it. I mean, I don't agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I'm really liking that you're just out there, you're wide open, you're saying what you truly feel, what your true heart desires. We need more of that in this conservative political movement that we're a part of. So what is this next clip? This is Chris Cuomo talking about uh, Tim Osmond, or do we have an ad read before we get into Dinesh D'Souza? We, we do have an ad read, but these were the A block ones. You want to save these videos for Dinesh? Actually, let's let's play this next one. So this one. one is just the clip of Chris Cuomo ask, talking to Pakistanis, Sot 3. I like this Sot. Uh, this Sot is uh, Chris Cuomo talking about a lot of the reasons why we're fighting in the Middle East and Osama bin Laden's involvement. So if we got that, we're going to... Rising assessment that shows the distance between our political cultures. When I asked about Osama bin Laden's latest audio tape, Actually, one hey, of them hey, answered with a down, question of her own. down real quick. I, it says InfoWars in the corner. I don't want them to say we played InfoWars clips, so uh, we're not going to be able to watch that. Jimmy, I, I should have told you that you had to blank any, any reference to InfoWars. They're not allowed to be on YouTube. Well, now I know. I, I got a strike from one time sharing a clip of myself with Alex Jones on my YouTube channel and immediately got a strike. No shit. Yeah. Wow. That's fucked up, man. It was, it was really, it was really fucked up. But dude, these terms of service are crazy. I'm wondering if they're going to get mad at a lot of the stuff you're saying. Jimmy, do you think the terms of service are going to be mad that he's such an Osama bin Laden stan? Yep. I think so too. So, uh, but keep going with it. I love that uh, narrative that you've. Created. I think it's worth it. It's comedy. Or it's not well, it's comedy. Not comedy. It's, it's, this uh, is nothing comedy. I didn't tell him none of truth. this is scripted. A lot of people think this show is scripted. This show is not scripted. This is the real deal, Holyfield. This is how this show goes. Okay, so we got an ad read for my bookie. I love my bookie, guys. I love to gamble. I'm a little bit of a degenerate. I'll be honest, because you know why? Life's boring. Life is short. It's fun to add some excitement. And you can actually win money when you gamble. But I always recommend, recommend if I can say that, that you gamble responsibly. But if you're going to gamble, betting on your sports team is a lot of fun. And it can be even profitable when you have a good sense of what you're doing. That's where a good sports book can really come in handy. But how do you know you're choosing the right one? When your money is on the line, you need to choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win. Like my bookie. Because at my bookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for a daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of a huge prize pool of contests. Plus, my bookie has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quickly 
no wasted time. Just use a promo code Alex on your first deposit and receive up to $200 in cash. That's promo code Alex to claim your own cash bonus now. Try the My Bookie Money Bag Super Bowl. Excuse me. To, try the My. I go back to me. I can't even read that. Go go down a little. Try the My Bookie Money Bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds plus thirty eight thousand on the Eagles and Chiefs. That sounds good. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Only with My Bookie. Guys, make sure to go there. Make sure to gamble responsibly. You used to live in Las Vegas. Tell me some of your worst gambling stories. Oh man, I was uh almost was homeless, man, drop gambling out there in Las Vegas. Really? Spending all my money, man. On the slot machines? Oh man, what? slot machines, man, and everything. I was I was taking bumming from people, man, man. No. At the gas stations, man, to restaurants. Go I, to go gamble, man. I do anything. And I mean anything. Show sure. gambling. You gotta be kidding me. You do anything. do anything? Anything. I go down low. I taking dance. No, you were I dancing. You man, were. I, man, I was doing it all. I was a freak, man. I'd do anything. Did you ever win? Oh hell no. Nah. That's the thing, man. My rent. My I was about to get kicked out. My landlord was like, "Damn, man, what you three months behind?" I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm trying, man. I'm giving head every night, man. Oh my I'm getting god, it in the ass, man. You Damn. Were... What? That's how desperate I was, man. I love gambling. I'm addicted to it. I love gambling. I'll give you here right now, man, if you can uh, give me uh, $5, man, to go gamble. Are you serious? Hell yeah, man. Jimmy, Jimmy, I would never do that, but do you have $5, Jimmy, by chance? I do not. You don't pay me. <laughs> Damn, Jimmy. I know. Damn, Damn it, Jimmy. We got a guy willing to literally suck D for gambling uh, money. Like, why are you the worst producer? I asked you for $5. Alex, if you paid me $5 an episode, I will route that back to Big Nasty. Okay. That'll be routed. So you're going to get $5 an episode. How does that sound? That sounds great, man. That's it. Would you put that straight in a slot machine? Uh, right in a slot machine. All in a slot machine. So, I mean, I'm telling you, I need some money, man. I need some money, and I'm willing to do any and everything for it. And the people who kill the people, where can they find you if they want? There's, I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to proposition you. Is there a way that they can publicly find you? Oh, yeah. Big nasty underscore getting freaky all night.com. Wow, Jimmy. I like that website. Hell we, yeah. we all need to support that, and everybody needs to support Tiny. He's a hell of a guy. He does have a gambling problem, but you know what? It happens to all of us. We all sometimes, you know, we find something we love and we get too involved in it. For me, you know, I got involved in boxing because I love that, but I ended up getting hit a few times. Sometimes when you gamble, you know, you got to take some risk. You got to risk it to, to win the biscuit, as they say. I agree with you. I agree with you. What do you think about the drug problem in Vegas? I know you live there. It was pretty bad, right? I love drugs, man. Wait, what? I, I love drugs. No! Oh, God. I just, oh, man. I, just, I can't go without drugs. I cannot go without drugs, no. man. I got to have it. Gotta have it, man. You seem very sober. Oh. What drugs are you on? Crack, coke, meth, weed. I do it all, man. I love drugs, man. That's like one of my favorite hobbies. Drugs? Hell yeah. In Vegas. And gambling. Oh, shit, you in Vegas, you get fucked up, man. I be walking down the street. Just ripping it? Oh, yes, indeed. Late? You need it, man? I do need a hit. Let me yeah, hit that. Let me hit you with that. Ain't that some good shit? Man, that shit good. Ooh.
that's good. Uh, I told you. That's the good shit. I'm telling you, man. That is the good shit. That's straight Chinese, man. That's good you, stuff, man. man. Kung Pao chicken weed. I love yeah. it, dude. That is strong stuff. The weed there is so damn good in Vegas. Well, I'm oh. learning so much about you. So you're a drug addict, gambling addict, and you're an Osama Bin Laden fan. Big Osama Bin Laden fan. I tell you, that's my role model, man. I want to be just like his ass. Did Osama, did Osama gamble or drink or do any drugs, Jimmy? I don't think so, right? I know his followers did. I don't know about him personally. Well, I think they found weed actually at his compound and they found pornography. So, I mean, it, it lines up. What kind of pornography? Wow, pornography. I love pornography. No! Yeah, I'm a freak, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I love that freaky stuff. What was, oh my gosh, Jimmy, what are they saying in the chat about Tiny tonight? They must love this guy. They're a little confused what's going on. We've never seen this side of Tiny. This is his best side. No, they, they, I they, mean, clearly, yeah. He's an MVP. He's a drug addict. He's on uh, PCP right now. Oh, and Yeah, I'm feeling good about right now, man. I tell you, man. But I need some big booty Latino. Mmm, big booty Latino. I Latina. love them bitches. Latinos are good. Alex, can oh, yeah. we do my favorite part of the show? I've been waiting. Ooh, oh, my gosh. The caption contest. What do you think, Tiny, about the caption contest? Man, I'm not into it. I oh. really like this one. This one's good. Well, Tiny's not into it, but I'll do it. Jimmy, look at him. Look at that right there. I mean, look at that. What do you think about that, Tiny? Oh, my God. That is one sexy dude. There Wait, he's a sexy dude mm, now? Hell yeah. Damn, look at them thongs. Boy, get me excited over here already. God oh, gosh, damn, dang it. You're getting high. Yo, stop it, Jimmy. Damn. Damn, damn Jimmy sex as hell. Hey, I'm going to rape his ass after. Oh, no, no, nobody's doing any of that. He said grape. He's going to buy him grape nuts. All right, let's All right. get it. I'm going to oil him up okay. oil him up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, at fuck, yeah. That degree from Princeton is not real. Get it? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay. At user something something. When Tiffany decided to name her first son Jimmy. Well, that's pretty good. Would you name your son um, Tiffany or what's the male version of Tiffany? Tim. Tim. That's the male huh? version of that? Timothy, Tiffany. Oh, well, okay. All right. Would you, well, let's just, that's a bad joke. Let's Captain that three. Hector Salamanca says, that MFers package is not real. <laughs> You like that one, Tiny. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then caption four, at Mean Bean Comedy. And this is my wife's other boyfriend, Jimbo. We're going to be such a happy family. <laughs> well, of all those, I mean, you know, there's two jokes, two of the same jokes, referencing that that mother effer is not real. Um, I guess my favorite of that would be three. Which one is your favorite? Three. Okay, well, we're going to let you guys decide. It's going to be one, two, three, or four in the chat. I just voted. Make sure to go in the chat, all you chat rats. Also, we, we may actually made a poll. We finally figured it out after six months. It took a little while. But, guys, I also want to thank the chat rats. You guys have been great this week. We've had great views, great numbers. Uh, not just my engagement with Tiffany Gomez, but also last night. Uh, I probably should have been a little harder on um, Chrissy St. Regis. And we'll get into that later in the episode. But... 
She had a signature butt, Jimmy. You know, I, I always have trouble with signature asses. We do, but we also have an ad read because our guest is ready. So let's do the ad read. Okay, guys, the blind movie. For years, Hollywood has been lacking when it comes to stories of redemption. Movies and TV shows have always tended toward the anti-hero, the flawed person who makes no effort to change and just becomes worse and worse as the story goes on. Well, here's some great news. The Blind, the story of the Robertson family, is now available for purchase on Blaze TV. Maybe you've made a mess of your life. Maybe someone you love is in a dark place. Maybe all the above. If you or someone you know feels beyond redemption, you need to watch this movie you'll see that there is always hope, always. The Blind takes you on an incredible journey through the life of Phil Robertson, giving you an intimate look into the man behind the legend and the trials, the triumphs, and the values that have shaped him through the years. While The Blind wasn't a Blaze Media production, since Phil is such a big part of our Blaze TV family, we wanted to make sure you had the opportunity to stream it right here. Because it isn't ours, we can't include it as part of the subscription, but if you'd rather purchase it and stream it here rather than Apple and Amazon, we wanted to make sure the opportunity was there. Act now. Don't miss this opportunity to own The Blind, a Phil Robertson story on Blaze TV. Buy it today at blazetv.com slash theblind for $19.99. Again, excuse me, that's blazetv.com slash blind or the blind. Go back and read it. I didn't even, was it the blind? blazetv.com slash the blind. You can see it right there. All right, we got that right. Now, we have an incredible guest. Jimmy, is our guest ready? He is. Awesome. Now, we welcome on the producer of his latest hit film, The Police State, or just Police State. Please welcome on Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh! How are you doing, my friend? How are you? I'm better now that you're here. How are you doing, my friend? Good, good. I'm doing well, thank you. Just got back from Washington, D.C. We screened the film at the Heritage Foundation for congressional members, staff, media in D.C. So we were, we were in the home of the police state. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I know you really were. You were in the belly of the beast. But then I saw the other day, I was so mad because, you know, I record my show. I think it was on a Wednesday night. You just had a great premiere at Mar-a-Lago and you had all of the conservative celebs there. So tell us a little bit about that evening. It was awesome. I mean, it was um, just a great ambiance. Everybody was really excited about the film. And, and for me, you know, as a guy who makes films, it's, it's fun to see the spontaneous reaction. We had all the influencers there. And you know these influencers. They're not going to pay money and go to the theater to watch the film. you got to make it available to them, easy to them, and free. And that's what we did at the bread carpet premiere. But they went nuts, you know, they, they just couldn't believe it. And the film is very understated, but just brings out case after case after case where you begin to see the ways in which ordinary Americans are going about their life and then bam, they come face to face with the police state. Well, and we're gonna get into that. We're gonna play a little clip here in a second, but I wanted to ask you the hot topic that everybody is talking about right now is Osama bin Laden. I'm not sure if you're aware, but on TikTok, there's a new trend where people are siding and saying that his letter about you know the terrorist attacks on 9-11, that Osama bin Laden was the good guy. So tell us a little bit about Osama bin Laden in your opinion, Dinesh. Well, I mean, what's interesting about this is I've actually studied that document. This is the letter to America, I believe 2002. And um, it's partly because I did a good bit of writing about America, about 9-11, about the motivation of the Islamic radicals. And at that time, Osama bin Laden was making certain points in that letter that kind of was never brought out, never discussed. It's almost like the letter went into hibernation for 20 years and has now sort of resurfaced in a completely different context. 
But the context in which the letter was written is Bin Laden was basically making an argument where he was saying, everybody's telling, everybody's saying that I'm killing civilians. And Bin Laden basically goes, in a democratic society, there are no civilians because civilians are the ones who elect the government. So the policies of the government are a reflection of the beliefs of the civilians. Now, this is a very provocative idea, by the way, and not absurd on its face. It's something that we should have considered at the time, but it kind of went into dormancy. And I don't know how it surfaced now in TikTok. In a weird way, it's more applicable to 9-11 than it is to the Hamas attacks. The Hamas attacks were manifestly civilian attacks. 9-11 was a little more complicated because, of course, civilians were in the planes, for example. Civilians were in the World Trade Center. But you can't argue that the Pentagon is not a military target. The White House is a military target. Uh, the World Trade Center, as part of the infrastructure of our society and capitalism, is in some sense a target. So arguably, now this is what I think bin Laden was going for, is that the civilians were just sort of the necessary uh, mechanisms to launch this military type attack. Again, as I say, this is something that was worth considering way back when. It's now being used in a completely different and distorted context by morons on TikTok. Well, and I agree with you that they're morons, but is there a way that they could be right in this sense that we funded the Mujahideen in a way we, you know, they say that, you know, uh, Osama bin Laden was an asset. So at one point, wasn't Osama bin Laden on our side when we were fighting the Soviet Union? So was there a time when Osama bin Laden was a quote unquote an ally of ours? Well, this is complicated because this goes back to the Reagan era. and the Reagan era, the, the main framework was the Cold War. The Soviet Union had invaded Afghanistan with 100,000 troops. And Reagan had a very sensible idea, which, by the way, we would be worth, we do well to consider today. The Reagan doctrine is a middle position between isolationism on the one hand and sort of, uh, you know, endless war on the other. Reagan's idea was we're not sending troops. If people want to fight for their own freedom, they got to do it. But we are willing to help. And so since there was a massive coalition of Muslims, by the way, from Afghanistan, from all over the Middle East, fighting against the Soviets, and arguably bin Laden was part of that wider group, I don't think looking back, we were wrong to support the Muslims against the Soviets. Now, obviously, you can say later, well, in retrospect, there were some bad guys within that coalition. But look, politics is very often about the lesser evil. We, we allied with Stalin against Hitler. Why? Was Stalin a better guy than Hitler? Not exactly, but Hitler was a greater threat at the time. So I think that this is really how foreign policy works, or maybe in some cases doesn't work. Uh, and I think the mistake in Afghanistan was really not to support the Mujahideen, not to push the Soviets out. The real mistake was to, to commit to this absurd doctrine. Uh, I think it was Colin Powell who said something like, you know, if you break it, you, you own it. What is this, like some store policy or something? And so we got the idiotic idea that if we chase the Taliban out of town, somehow we got to rebuild Afghanistan. We chase out Saddam Hussein, we got to rebuild Iraq. Nonsense. Well, where does Muammar Gaddafi come into this? Because I know Hillary Clinton was one. We played a clip earlier about talking about how she funded all the Mujahideen and how you know, it was meant to fight the Soviet Union. But Muammar Gaddafi was universally liked, I thought, by his people in Libya. And then as soon as we left there and you know, we killed Muammar Gaddafi, now Libya, I believe, is the only place where they actually have a live slave trade or slave auction still going on. So is it good when we go there and destabilize these countries, or is it bad in your opinion? Well, it's 
put it this way. Let's look at Gaddafi. Gaddafi was a really bad guy for a long time. He was basically a kind of common uh, commandeer of international terrorism. Mm -hmm. Reagan fired rockets at Gaddafi and apparently did a good deal of damage. Um, but then what happened is Gaddafi sort of saw the wep saw the way that U.S. weaponry was being deployed in the Middle East, and he got cold feet. And he began to work with the U.S. government, hand over terrorists. Essentially, he decided to get out of the terrorism business. And guess what? That's when he was targeted by the Democrats. Basically, Obama, Hillary, they decided, you know, let's get rid of this guy, Gaddafi. And essentially, we conducted a state-sponsored assassination on that guy. It's absolutely insane what's going on. So, you know, with police state, how does that have to do with what the, you know, I know you're talking about, we're talking about D.C., but, you know, what does it talk, what is, how does that resonate with all the geopolitical conflicts that we're currently fighting in the Ukraine or the Middle East? Well, it connects with that only in this way. You had this Hamas attack. And look, there's no excuse for not knowing about an attack of that magnitude in advance. So I don't know what You're talking about October Israel. 7th. You're saying they should have known that you believe they had inside information? I'm saying that the, not only should the Israelis have known, but U.S. intelligence, which is supposed to be the best in the world, and with modern technology, to have an attack, think of it, cell phone geolocation, satellite yeah. surveillance, inside people, you know, the idea that you could launch an, uh, an assault of that scale and have no idea and have Jake Sullivan say basically a few days before the Middle East is as quiet as it's been in decades. Hmm. I mean, this is a massive failure of U.S. intelligence. And my, here's my point. Why did it occur? Because U.S. intelligence, the CIA, the FBI, the DOJ, are focused on grandmothers who went into the Capitol on January 6th. They're looking in the wrong place. And as a result, we gave the U.S. government all this surveillance power after 9-11 to keep an eye on Islamic radicals at home and, and abroad. And I'm saying that they've dropped the ball on that critical mission. No, I agree with you. I mean, the Patriot Act, now they have warrantless search and seizure of our phone and email records. I mean, when we sign that, we just basically signed away our freedom, or our autonomy, at least. So... Dinesh, my producer is a huge Dinesh D'Souza stan. He went to Princeton. He's very smart. And he actually wrote about you in his thesis. So he wants to talk about that. Yes. And I'm not even kidding. If we joke around on the show. We're going to probably joke around here in a minute. But I'm serious. He literally wrote a 153-page uh, thesis. And your book, I believe, was like the core thing that he wrote about. Yeah, is that so... Yeah, I'm secretly a nerd, even though this is a comedy You're not show. not a nerd. He he just graduated from gay conversion therapy, so oh if you can congratulate him on that, Dinesh. <laughs> He's a, one of yeah, our best. Yeah, so I, I wrote my senior thesis on Islamic terrorism. I focused on, actually, Masan uh, Masab Hassan Youssef. I focused on terrorists that converted to Christianity, so he was kind of a test case. But I read your book, Enemy of the State, to kind of get more context. And something that stuck out, stuck out to me that it was a little bit of a contrarian take back then is you talked about women in Saudi Arabia and you actually said they have a lot more rights than people realize. You talked about how they're domineering at the home and you also talked about, I think you said that they didn't want to drive because they viewed driving as a chore. So I guess, can you speak on that? And uh, I know they can drive now, but I just, can you expand on that? Well, I was talking about the fact that uh, Islamic society is a kind of extreme version or maybe italicized version of traditional cultures all over the world. And in traditional cultures, very often there's hard labor in the rural areas expected of men and women. And one of the marks of becoming middle class 
In other words, is basically women don't have to do that kind of backbreaking labor anymore. They now have the kind of benefit of domesticity. They, they're able to now raise children at home. And so the traditional division of labor between male and female isn't some patriarchal invention to oppress women. It is, it is a stage in the movement from, from agrarian uh, peasant cultures to middle-class cultures that have modest prosperity, where people can actually afford to support a family with only one person working. Now, this was true not only in places like India, which of course is a traditional culture, which has Muslims, but is predominantly a Hindu society, but even this places, even communist societies after communism, one of the sort of forms of liberation of post-communism was women no longer were forced to work. Wow. Uh, oh, and also one other thing. Oh, when I no, when what? I met what? with my thesis advisor, I referred to you as a scholar, and he's like, "Please stop referring to Dinesh D'Souza as a scholar." Why not? <laughs> Why he's on this I, show? He well, is a scholar. Why yeah, would you I say that to our like guest, Jimmy? No, no, compared no, to your professor, it's probably written like one book to get tenure, and you know, re recycles <laughs> the same garbage. Jimmy, look, no. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm a scholar or I'm not. I st started my career in scholarly environments the American Enterprise Institute, the Hoover Institution at Stanford. I mean, I've taught at Harvard. I was invited by Derek Bach, the former president. Uh, today, I try to aim my work at a much wider audience. I try to speak a less academic language because I you know, make films that are aimed at reaching millions of people. So it's not important to me to be seen as a scholar, but very often I find that these ac academic sort of guys, or well, he's not a scholar. I'm like, all right, well, why don't we have a debate on the, the topic of your specialty and see whether you know more or I know more. No, okay, I, Jimmy, well, shut up, Jimmy. Well, You're an well, idiot back, calling him not a scholar. No, it's stop, because he just personally stop. didn't like your politics. Okay, Jimmy, and I don't like your politics. Jimmy <laughs> thinks that, uh, you know, he thinks 9-11 was just 19 hijackers with box cutters. But can you tell him one thing? Uh, will you tell him this last thing? Then we're going to get into the police state. This is the last thing I want to talk about the Middle East. What about the Baka Bazi boys? Uh, you know, what is it? What in the culture? Can you tell us? I know it's a serious thing. Uh, uh, you know, well, the as far as I know, Alex, now I realize that to you it's just a sea of Muslims. But as I understand, that is not so much a Middle Eastern practice, okay. but sort of more Afghan. Uh, and uh, Afghan society, of course, is Muslim, but it's also tribal in a very ancient sense. And um, and so, um, look, I I'm no expert on this topic, yeah. I, I will well, admit. The people but might not know we're talking about Baka Bazi boys, rich Afghanistan men often have young apprentices that they'll also sleep with and have sex with, uh, gay sex, and that there's actually military uh, members of our service members that would actually walk in on this, but because they were our allies, uh, they wouldn't, you know, shut it down. So th this is all the New York Times wrote about this. I don't trust New York Times, but they wrote about it, so... Yeah. Well, I, I think that this is a case where you have one of those very interesting clashes between U.S.-based multiculturalism, which is the doctrine that we should have respect for all cultures and that all cultures are equal. No culture is better or worse. This is what I was taught like in sociology class yeah. going back to my days at Dartmouth. And then you go abroad and you realize, uh, well, guess what's going on right in front of our eyes? And then you're forced to, well, I guess this is their culture. It's not any worse than our culture. We got to look the other way. I mean, this this is like a certain type of, I think, madness, if you will, suspended intelligence uh, and, uh, and and accepting a doctrine that's just downright crazy. And for me, it also goes to like the Yulin Dog Meat Festival in China. You know, I love animals. I rescue animals. I rescue cats. And the fact that they eat cats and dogs in certain areas during the summer solstice, I know that's a different part of our culture, but there it's totally normal. 
to me, it's repugnant. Okay, last thing before we get to police state. Now we're with my co-host, Tiny, who I love this guy. But he has actually been one of these people posting on TikTok that he loves Osama bin Laden. So will you tell him, will you convince him? I mean, Tiny, tell him how you feel about Osama bin Laden. That's my role model. I love Osama bin Laden. He is off the charts. This is what but I'm doing. I mean, are you being serious? Or are He's you, being are serious. You, are, you like, are you like a well-known satirist that I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't heard of? Uh, no, he's not. I'm telling you, man, the guy's awesome, man. A genius. He's a freaking genius, man. Well, He's not your role uh, model? No. Well, let me ask you this. So is it, I mean, he could be, I don't want to debate whether he's a genius or not, but would you say that he's evil? Maybe a little. Maybe just a little bit. But is it in good intentions, though? He has great intentions, though. We well, all have a little evil in us, don't we? Well, that's, you even have a little evil in you. I, I, I think we true. do, but yeah. I also think that there are people who do very evil things as measured by the consequences of their actions. And look, uh, Bin Laden, I think, was an evil man. He was a, I mean, he was a brave man because he came from a very rich family. And the fact that he was willing to tell his family, I don't care, I'm going to go live in a cave and fight for a cause. I mean, yes, I'll grant you that to a certain degree, this yeah. is a guy who <laughs> was willing to put his money behind his beliefs, but nevertheless, a thoroughly evil man. Wow. Okay, enough of that talk. Gosh, Tiny, you scared me on that one. All right, uh, this guy is real when he says that. But now we're going to play a trailer from Police State. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. They took a battering ram to my door. No! 6 a.m., I hear boom, boom, boom. And hear about six to eight military-style soldiers with the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI, we have an arrest warrant! Shock you out of sleep, drag you out of your house half-clothed, refuse to give you a warrant, ransack your house. Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech. I had no reason to be attacked. I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going to expand the Bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply. When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown. We are going to drain the swamp 
We'll see about that. All right, you that's take enough on the intelligence. We only have uh, so much time before Dinesh has to go. So, Dinesh, when we talk about the weaponization of our, you know, the FBI, the CIA coming after American citizens, is it only going to get worse or are we ever going to expose it? Are we ever going to defund the FBI? I mean, let's talk real, like in reality. I know every conservative person says we're going to defund it. I think that the CIA is there forever and the president is only there four to eight years. So the CIA will tell you that they actually have more power than the president. So how do we ever end the police state or the Patriot Act or the world that we live in now? The, um, this is not going to be easy and it's not going to be easy because it will not be solved in one election. It will not be solved by taking over one branch of the government. We need the Supreme Court. We actually need the legislative branches and we need the executive branches and we need action at the state level and we need some reform in the private sector. Why? If you look at censorship, for example, you have academics who come up with long lists of people to censor, people like you and me. Then the Biden regime will take this list and, and they'll be like, Alex is, is doing election lies. So that goes to CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Agency. Dinesh is putting out lies about COVID. That goes to the CDC. And then these government agencies don't go directly to the digital platforms. They use intermediaries. They'll get some nonprofit like the Stanford Internet Observatory or the Virality Project. Hey, guys, you take our list over to you know YouTube or Google or Facebook. Then this way, our grubby hands won't be right. Our fingerprints won't be on the names. Uh, and so the Supreme Court is going to be less likely to bust. So you see what is going on? Yeah. Academia, the media, the nonprofit sector, the digital platforms and the government. It's a massive octopus. So I'm not claiming it can be easy. The movie doesn't claim it either. It unfurls the seriousness of the problem. The fact that in many respects, we now resemble classic police states in so many areas. And, and I, I don't think it's going to be easy to unravel. I think it can be unraveled. I don't think we're a full-fledged police state. Frankly, if we were, I couldn't make a movie called Police State. Yeah. But we are, we've made, we have deteriorated so much. This has escalated so much just in the last two years. Okay, we're about to let you go, but last uh, couple questions. I would say I just saw a Palestinian protest and they were arguing there at the DNC headquarters where they were, you know, uh, rushing in there. And they said that 80% of their party doesn't agree, you know, wants a ceasefire. And I think that's true when it comes to the uh, conservative movement. You know, it's like only about 20% of our politicians actually want to uh, support the military industrial complex, my point. You know, they love it. They can sell weapons to both sides. So if we have a military industrial complex, I, I mean, we've had presidents warn us about this. How are we ever going to defeat them when we spend uh, $900 billion up to a trillion dollars a year on military expenses? I mean, I mean, well, how do we stop the military-industrial complex, in your opinion, Dinesh? That's not another uh, serious problem. Let me say before I answer that the movie is available through oh, the yeah. website, which is policestatefilm.net. I say this only because like Amazon won't sell our DVDs, Walmart won't sell our DVDs. So if you go to policestatefilm.net, there are a bunch of platforms you can stream the movie and you can also buy DVDs, which is a good idea with the holidays coming up. OK, that being said, you know, the problem with the military is that they have just got giant amounts of money. So let me ask you this. What is the typical congressman going to pay more attention to a $50 contribution from one of his constituents or $500,000 coming his way from Boeing or Raytheon or Lockheed. So this is a problem that's go, Eisenhower talked about this more than half a century ago. Uh, and I'm not sure there's an easy solution to that one. What I'm worried about is not just that we have this kind of captivity to the military, but what if the, the military becomes sufficiently woke 
that it actually joins the FBI and it joins the DHS and becomes part of the weaponry of the police state against American citizens. And I think it will. And, and when you look at a lot of the leaders being transgender and all the weird ideology that it already has, I think it's heading that way, that there is going to be a day where we are in martial law and that there are going to be actually soldiers shooting at us. And then you look at how the military treats our vets. I mean, there's going to be, I mean, it's just, it's a whole just a terrible situation. Okay, so we get the film at policestatefilm.net. That's where the people can support you the best. And then uh, last thing before you go, I'm going to see you December 8th, I believe, at the New York Young Republicans Gala. I believe you're a guest of honor. You're going to be there as well, Dinesh. Is that correct? I believe so, although to be honest, I'm in such a fog that I can't think that far ahead. Well, but, I know your daughter's uh, going to be there, and if you could introduce me to her, I would really appreciate that. I'm a disease-free, wealthy young man, uh, uh, and I'm sorry that Tiny is said that stuff about Osama bin Laden. I don't co-sign any of that. So I don't agree with his politics. So I, like I said, you know, I don't know if she's single, but I am. So uh, if she wants to mingle... Please hook me up with that. Dinesh, you're a great guy. Keep on fighting all of these battles. I know it's not easy. Guys, make sure to go support the film, policestatefilm.net. Dinesh, anything you want to leave us with? No, I think that's uh, that's where I would send people. I, you know, I do a daily podcast um, uh, on audio and video and follow me on social media at Dinesh D'Souza. But policestatefilm.net, that's the place to go. Have a very good one, Dinesh. We learned a lot. I really appreciate you spending the time to uh, talk about these complex subjects that are very nuanced, and you gave some great answers. So have a good evening, and uh, hopefully talk to you and see you soon. Thank you very much. Well, Tiny, you got me in trouble. That guy is a legend. He is? Yes, and you're talking about Osama bin Laden. He was shook when you said you liked Osama bin Laden. I know. I was like, wow, man. I was a little surprised he was shook. I thought he was down with me, man. You know what I'm saying? I seen him at one of those Osama Bin Laden rallies. No, was, you didn't see the National Suicide. We were smoking a little weed, doing our thing. Yeah, we smoking weed. Shaking it up, man. Hell yeah. Dinesh still watching, Jimmy. We can't. We hung yeah. up on him, I hope. No, he's laughing. There oh, he my gosh, he's laughing. You didn't see him at the rally. He's tiny. He's got a future in comedy. Yes, he, well, I, you know what? He does have a future in comedy, okay? All right, so thank you, Dinesh. Always a, a, a great guy. Okay. So next, I want to talk about this book, War on Conservatives. This guy who wrote this is a very good friend of mine. His name is Mark Dice. He is an independent content creator. He's not backed by any you know, major media company, and he's a guy that's helped me out a lot. So if you guys want to help out Dinesh, go follow his film, uh, policestatefilm.net. And if you want to help me out, go to Amazon and order this book, The War on Conservatives. It's by Mark Dice. A little bit about it. Conservatives are under attack on numerous different fronts by a well-funded, highly organized Marxist movement. The war is being waged in the public schools, universities, and in corporate America, the legal system, the media, and in the streets. American symbols and holidays, Christianity and churches, and even the nuclear family itself is under siege. Uh, you know, what I'm saying is there's a lot to uh, uh, read in this book. It's great. And like I said, I can barely read, and I love it. Tiny, tell them how much you love the book. Man, the book is awesome, man. Go get it. I done read it three times already. I'm telling you, the book is off the hook. I was very surprised on uh, some of the things he said in here, but the book was awesome. I'm telling you right now, I come, I read it three times. That's how excited I was. The wow. book is well, awesome. Thanks man. for showing the back of the I'm book. Tell you you know, show the, the front of it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your show. favorite part of the book? Oh, man. When he was talking about, man, how he was uh, gay. Yeah. And he had that. some. Uh, there's roommates a, and uh, stuff like that, and they was getting a little freaky and stuff, And but he stayed focused on the task at hand. 
Okay, but, speaking uh, yeah. of saying focus on the task at hand, we kind of need to do a little bit of an intervention, but it starts with a reaction clip. <sighs> this All is right. important, Alex. This is important. We're going to watch a little clip I didn't want to do this. Or, I didn't want to do this. I'm, I'm usually pretty chill. You can put the book down, but go purchase the book, War The War on Conservatives on Amazon. Go help out our buddy Mark Dice. Okay. <laughs> Are you happy, Jamie? I called her a big whore. You don't have to call her a whore oh. to ask her tough questions. Why we is that so questions. hard We asked her you? about all the Chinese penises. I know That's because, Alex, you would not stop simping, and I lost my cool. So first off, I want to apologize for losing my cool. But Yes, you owe so me an yeah, apology. But, you owe but, me an apology not accepted. But you made me do that. That was actually your fault. Because Listen, she's a simping. big OnlyFans hoe. I wasn't simping that much, but when she's talking about how she's rating Chinese men's penises, I, I think that's funny. And she's talking about her signature butthole. She's talking about her new breast implants. These are things that are interesting to me. I don't know. I mean, you know, call me a simp all you want, but... So, yeah, they're just topics of interest. Uh, signature asses, titties. Yeah, I love that stuff. What do you think about a signature ass? Okay, Tiny? Well, big Nasty, I need your help. He won't listen to me. Why is he simping to these OnlyFans models yeah. when it's just described as a heated debate? Yeah, why are you doing that? Are you a fucking moron, man? Are you stupid? Why are you simping on that girl like that? I don't make no fucking sense, man. No, you're right. She's a sweet girl and you acting stupid like that. Get your head out your ass, man, for once. Damn. You're right. Make me want to beat your fucking ass. Stop ass. acting like a ass. fucking bitch. Don't beat my ass. Stop please. acting like a bitch, dude. Okay. okay. Damn, shit. Don't beat Get my your ass. shit together, dude. All right, you're Don't right. make no fucking sense. I was wrong. Okay. I shit okay, we've I hit our F-bomb counter. Shit, man. Gosh, Jimmy. That kind of hurt my feelings, Tiny. Well, shit, I don't give a shit about your fucking feelings. Get your shit together, man. I don't have time for this shit. I look up you to you. people, man. I know, but I look up to you. Ain't and I want nice? I don't want you fucking look up to me. I want you to get your shit together. You fucking moron. Get your fucking shit together and do what's right. Can you do that for me? Put us Fuck in two it. boxes. Put us in two boxes. Damn, dude. Get your shit together, no, man. But I'm seriously, I'm out there, you know, talking to these girls. She had her titties in my face. What am I supposed to do? I'm not a homosexual like Jimmy. I, I you know, things happen. I. So what, man? Don't fucking be doing that dumb shit. She's a good girl. She has her fucking pings, just like everybody else fucking do. But stop being a dickhead. Tired of that shit, man. Fuck. Do I need to fucking kick your ass? No, 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 no don't kick teeth? my ass. Please okay, don't man. kick my ass. Get your fucking Please shit Please don't together. kick my ass, dude. I'm tired of your bullshit, man. No, you really I, fucking started pissing yeah, me off. Yeah, I messed up. I messed up. Shit. I know, but I mean, I, can I not learn from the mistake? I mean, you're coming down on me hard as a rock. I mean, I'm supposed to. Fuck. You ain't learning from your fucking mistake. You're doing the same shit over and over a fucking year. And I'm sick and tired of your bullshit. Get your shit together, man. Yeah. Fuck, it don't make no sense. I know, but you're being all mean to me right now. You're making me mad. I mean, I... I me? Yeah. I fucking mean bitch ass. Get your bitch ass shit together. Fucking moron. Fuck what you on dope or dog food. Get your shit together. Before I put my foot in your fucking ass. Don't put your foot in my ass. I don't want your foot in my asshole, dude. You sure? Yeah, I don't want it in my asshole. What about your fucking mouth? I don't want it in my mouth. I don't want you to physically hurt me. I thought we were best friends. Best friends? Are you fucking kidding me? The fuck can't stand your fucking ass? Man. You're a fucking clown, dude. You're not fucking real. Get your shit together before I beat your fucking ass. You understand me? All right, Tiny. All right, Tiny. Just look at him. Just look at him.
Oh, look what you did. Ain't that a fucking shame? <laughs> bitch ass. Stop acting like a fucking bitch. You're supposed to be strong. You're a fucking man. I am fucking strong. I am strong. Fucking cunt. I'm strong as shit. You ain't strong I'm as strong shit. I'm strong as shit. Oh, ain't that nice? Oh, what you want me to put a titty in my mind? You're my fucking mouth? Come here. Suck on this I black milk. Suck on your titty. Fuck. You want some of that chocolate milk in here? Yeah. Fucking bitch ass. What's up? I'm gonna treat you like a bitch. Turn around, let me smack you on your hey, ass. Hey, uh, $20 super chat from Bad Buddhist. He said, Alex, just hit reset and go get your butthole bleached. To me. Well, I know you're trying to be funny right now, but I just had a 300 pound black man tell me to suck on his titty. I don't feel good. And I want to suck on it. I know you do, you fucking freak. Get your shit together, man. Fucking cunt. I'm thirsty. Oh, you thirsty? I got something else for you to suck on. Oh, no. Slob on the knob. Anything you want to give any shout outs before you slob on no, the No, I don't want to slob. Fucking freak. I don't want to slob on your knob. Why man? not? <laughs> Why not? Don't you love once you go back black? You ain't going to never go back. I've never been black. I've never really? been, I've never been black. Oh, I've shit. never been black. I'm not, I don't oh, want to be black. Shit. I don't want to oh, be black. Oh, shit. Oh, we got to get your ass in. Oh, yes, indeed. Another $20 super chat from Mikey. Forget about tough love. This is the nasty love Alex has needed. I don't need this love. I need support. You know I don't do well with criticism, Jimmy. I'm aware. I was crying after the roast. I was mm -hmm. having a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. I usually, I mean, I do better with the positive reinforcement. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> fucking trick ass. You are something else. You fucking stupid, cowardly son of a bitch. You're not worth a piece of shit. And that's all you ever fucking be. Get your fucking shit together, man. And stop acting like a bitch. You acting like a real fucking bitch. Well, I'm not a bitch. Yes, you are. I'm not acting like yes, a bitch. You I'm, acting acting like like a a bitch. That's it. I'm acting like a tough guy. That's it. I'm acting like a tough guy. I'm acting like a tough guy. You ain't tough at all. I'm tough as hell. Like I'm bitch. tough as hell. Oh, yeah? yeah? Show me you how tough you are. I'm tough. Slob on this. Get on no, your fucking knees. I'm not slobbing on your dick. Get, get on the fucking knees. Yeah, if you knee. whip out that dick, I'll bite it off. Oh, yes, I know you I'll will. I'll bite that dick off. I know you will. I'll bite that dick off. Oh, oh, you know, there you go. Just like that. that. Hell yeah. How it taste. How that taste. How that shit taste. Don't taste like candy cane. Stuck in my tooth. Hey, one second. We have one reaction clip. Uh, what are your thoughts on Snoop Dogg giving up smoke? Gay. What do you think? Oh, man. I was, uh, I was surprised, man. We just got fucked up last night. No! With him. Damn, man. I was shocked he said that shit. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Because we had just got fucked up last night. He told me he was gonna say, I said, damn, Snoop, man. Why you saying that shit? You lying to the world. He said, no, man. But it's all good, Big Nasty. Oh, we got oh, spe fucked Speaking uh, of oh. gay, someone just in the chat said we need to chant this. I'm not gonna simp today. 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 Simp conversion therapy done. All you need is a large, angry black man. Yeah, really. There you well. go. And he sexually harassed me most of the episode, Jimmy. Yeah, the, the titty thing was I like the titty thing. That was my favorite part. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> that was my favorite part. The other parts were scary. That part was actually kind of refreshing. I was getting scared. I miss my mother's tit. When I was a baby, I, I, I was breastfed till I was 11 years old. Oh, damn. He really is fucked up, ain't he? Yeah, until I was 11. Damn. You need some more nipples? Maybe. Okay, then.
I got some good old chocolate nip in here, some good old carnation milk for you. It's got a little uh, stimulant in there. Carnation. But it's good. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Oh, it's carnation. very sweet. Very sweet. Your Wait till you taste sweet. it. Oh, I got sweet ass breasts. Oh. Oh, man, I tell you, man, they give you, you be a diabetic uh, after you suck one. They're that to, sweet? I'm going to get that type 2 diabetes sweet. from your titty. Oh, hell yeah. I got yeah. some sweet ass, honey. You want to taste it? That's a hell of a titty. It sure the hell is, man. I'm telling you, man. Sexy as hell, man. Uh, speaking of titties, can we go to my favorite part of the show? Caption one, uh, one. That degree from Princeton is not real. And also, I'd just like to take a moment. Look how she's looking at me. Okay. I just wish. You mean nobody cares? I wish someone finds someone who looks at me the nobody way Tiffany looks at the naked. When are you having your baby, Jimmy? Let's talk about that because we got it in the show. When are you having that? When is uh, uh, Carrie pooping out t- baby Tiffany? Um, I mean, real talk. Our due date's tomorrow, and it's looking cool. possible. Okay. You need me to go over there and do a little uh, pregnancy conversion therapy on the baby. Pregnancy conversion therapy. Please explain. Well, it converts her from being pregnant to unpregnant by yelling at the baby and scaring the baby to come out on its own accord. Uh, you know, I'll just play your voice. No, no. I'll just play you this have to clip. Feel the baritone heat from my breath. Okay. By yelling at your at the womb. If we're yeah. having issues pushing her out, I, I know, know who but to call. I'll just yell into her vagina and the baby will hear me. I'll say, "Get out now!" Get your ass out of that womb right now, you little dumb baby. We got weed out here. We're going to be smoking weed. That's, that's how I came out. That explains a lot. You were smoking weed? I was a baby. Yeah, I smoked a lot. I was the first baby to ever roll a joint, according to uh, High Life magazine. Mm. You like that? Hell yeah. I didn't know that you were such a heavy drug user. I had no idea. Oh, man. I love the hell out of drugs. I'm t- I love that shit more than sex. I'm serious, man. I love drugs. Oh, drugs is A1 in my home. Oh, yes, indeed. I love... Mm. That shit good. You need another hit, big dog? Yeah. There you go. Go hit that shit. Ain't that shit good? Ah! <laughs> you're ugly. Huh? You're ugly. That damn shit so good. That's just, damn. That's just damn. strong as hell, man. And put hair on your chest too, brother. Man, that puts a lot of hair on my damn, damn. chest, hey, my um, titties. Pro- yes. Problematic post just commented: Jimmy has the body of a fifty-year-old in moderate shape. Is that an insult? No, or yes, a compliment? that's an insult. And you have a very good body, actually. You have a pretty good body. <laughs> my dad's called me twice. I don't know what the hell this is. Hold on, we got to end the show, but let's see if he answers. I don't know why he keeps calling me. I don't want to dox his number. Let's see if he answers. Don't dox his number, but flash it at the screen. Well, it says dad. Maybe, maybe that's uh, why is he, he called me twice? This can't be good. This can't. I know, be man. Good. Something must be wrong. Well, get, get maybe on. let's not. No, talk let's to call. Let's show. just let's just uh, let's just the show's basically over. We're about to do the freestyle finale, but let's just see what he has to say. If he's going to call me during the damn show, he gets to be on the show. Nice. Yeah, you're on the live on the show. What the hell? Oh no, I'm sorry. I thought sure. No, 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 no. It's not over yet. Did you see that clip I posted of your ass after the fight? Yeah, look good. Bring some leftovers. All right, I'll bring you some leftovers from the studio. Thank you. You know, the fight, I like that picture. Thank you very much for that uh, clip. I liked it very much. I liked it too. Make sure to go watch that clip on my Twitter. All right, bye, Dad. I'll see you soon. All right, right, guys, it's been a great show. Tiny, you did a hell of a job. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I love it. Thanks for having me on. Really enjoyed it, man. You're really mean to me, though. A little little strong to me, the host. Well, you know, man, uh, just uh, being real. Just keeping it 100. You know, hey, hundred P. They call it hundo P. Tiny, do it. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying?
All right, folks. You know, we end the show the same way with every time of the freestyle finale. Before we do that, actually, make sure to go buy The Warren Conservatives, Mark Dice's book, and also uh, go check out our boy Dinesh D'Souza's film, policestatefilm.net. All right, DJ, hit that beat. Big Nasty and Osama Bin Laden. And you know where he's hiding in a cave. Yes, it is a rave on ecstasy. Can't you see? I'm a pimp on a blimp. And this man ain't a shrimp. And he scared me. Almost made me lick his tip. And then it made me feel like shit. I was really sad about that. But this is a good episode nonetheless. I love you, Tiny. Please don't beat me up. Make sure to hit the like button right now. Hit it. All of you hit it. And unsubscribe. I love you. Good night.